podcast, what's up? Super fired up. Uh, gonna be in Texas, El Paso. When am I gonna be in El Paso? February 5th, I will be in Texas, El Paso, El Paso, Texas. Uh, if, so if you're in the area or have friends. And then I will be in Dubai on March 11th, I believe. That is correct. Uh, and to find out the rest of the places I'm going to be that are locked in, go to garyvee.com slash events. And now sit back and listen to the greatest podcast in the history of mankind. This is the Gary V Audio Experience. What up, podcast? Today's episode is from a talk that Gary gave last month at the Media Link Conference. He spoke about value and how all of you need to stop overvaluing the things that you don't understand. So make sure to hit him up, let him know what you thought, and I hope you enjoy. From my perspective, I think the industry is very, the collective industry, the B2B environment, just to give one second of context, I grew up in a much more entrepreneurial framework in a retail business, was on the floor for 15 years, customer to customer, I think this conversation, if you frame it up in the macro, I'm always fascinated by this industry as I've been in it for the last decade. It's extremely insular. We we talk in B2B talk, we don't talk about B2C talk enough. Um, So for example, when I think about data-driven, it's like a funny kind of, it's it's a funny kind of framework for a conversation because even just knowing everyone who's sitting, or at least theoretically knowing this room, I think we all understand that that framework, data-driven marketing, is like talking about oxygen. Like, data-driven marketing is forever. It's kind of been forever. In 1996, when I was trying to build my dad's liquor store, I was running hardcore zip code data and income data on direct mail and actually understood, and it was some really good points at the end here, and I think it's probably what I'm gonna spend the most time on because I think it'll bring the most value. The, the biggest innovation I did in 1996 was I was willing to pay more money to make four different postcards to send in the mail than just run one postcard for efficiency of cost per postcard and, sh- and send it to 60,000 homes in New Jersey because I understood that if you lived in Short Hills or Livingston or Summit, and made 240,000 a year, it was more likely that I should put Opus One and Silver Oak and High End Bourbon in that flyer versus the flyers I was sending to Edison or Newark where 599 entry level wine was gonna convert better and it drove my dad crazy. <laughs> because he was scared because he looked at it the way this industry looks at which is, but that's more expensive to make. This is an industry obsessed with chasing things to the lowest cost, which means it's more likely to not be successful with the end consumer. Valuing the lowest CPM is the easiest way to not have something actually happen. I understand it may help you win the pitch or justify you being in the room, but you as human beings and consumers aren't actually consuming that content and definitely not acting on it. I I think some of the really nice points that were made on the panel, I think that you will see in this decade, you will see an uncomfortable amount of conversations around creative at scale, at costs that are palpable for the ability to use the data and the pipes. We, We need no more data. There's unlimited data. As a matter of fact, I think one of the most interesting conversations around data is the fact that at scale, it becomes commoditized. Everyone's first party data is just one different angle to get to the same person. And way more important, it is time for our industry to understand that if I knew everything about John, and everything about Michael, everything, 
it's still the creative that I put in front of them that is the variable of success to make the thing that I want to happen, happen. Podcast, what's good? I uh, wanna make sure you're signed up for the weekly newsletter. We revamped it uh, a couple weeks ago and the response has been overwhelming. Um, in the history of the newsletter, maybe seven or eight years, I think we've had two or three significant changes, but there's been nothing like this. The recap nature, uh, the fact that it only comes out once a week, we, we visually loaded it up in a UI, UX that makes it easily to consume while having a ton of information. There may be no better way to keep up with opportunities uh, and information that you're probably looking for than signing up for the newsletter. Go to GaryVaynerchuk.com. Uh, my website, GaryVaynerchuk.com, and sign up for the email newsletter. It's at the top or the side, or you'll find it. It's, it's there. Uh, sign up for the uh, Weekly V uh, newsletter, and, uh, and I hope you enjoy it. And now to the podcast. We have a very unhealthy reporting justification infrastructure in our industry, which leads to work that has nothing to do with common sense. Common sense that does not exist in our industry, Every conversation here at CES, 99.8% of it will lack any, any common sense whatsoever. (laughs) People, the majority of the human beings that come here will talk in theory and, and thesis and B2B corporate justification talk, not how to actually make something happen. And so if you actually care about making something happen, what will end up happening is we will finally have a debate around creative at scale. We will have the debate that creative is actually subjective, the quality, that we spend an uncomfortable amount of time on the production value when we justify it versus its effectiveness in what we're trying to achieve. And so, for me, I think the current trend is that we're in the pre-dawn. I, 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 again, I think some of the points were really well made. I think we're right on the cusp. The conversations have changed dramatically in the last six to 12 months where I do believe the biggest companies are starting to question why does the working media and creative split have to be 80-20 and is it time to actually not spend $430,000 on a video that nobody's gonna see (laughs) And, and a lot of other things that I think as a human you would treat differently. This conversation about data-driven marketing, if you were running your own business and that business was putting food on the table for your family, you would have zero minutes allocated to this conversation. It's, and here's why, it's commoditized. Good news, if the government injects, we'll all play under those rules. If it doesn't, it doesn't. Like, it's all the same game. It's just attention arbitrage. It's just the cost of the attention. Like, the targeting is remarkable. And if it wasn't, then sheer ability to get in front of people is interesting. I could care less if Facebook or Google or anybody lost or didn't lose their ability to target at scale. All I can do is look at all the alternatives of how I can spend money to make something happen and make a decision. I'm looking at drive time radio right now because prices are coming down and I'm debating is that cost valuable in what I'm trying to make. I'm spending, as a digital social guy, I spend 99% of my time trying to convince every one of my clients to buy 10 Super Bowl spots, not one. Because I think it's the grossly most underpriced opportunity in America to reach Americans. We, we are in a very, very interesting time because people 
overvalue things that they don't fully understand. We talk a lot about big data and all the conversations that are gonna happen here, but the reality is almost everybody here this week is a non-practitioner. And in that is the vulnerability. And so if I could, you know, in a world where like, the way I really think about life, in a world where it's most interesting for me to take these 10 minutes and bring you value, so maybe you stop me in the hall in four years and say thanks for that talk, I would implore every one of you to become a practitioner. If you actually set up a Shopify or an Amazon store or a YouTube channel and you actually made content on 50 different platforms and actually ran media on those 50 platforms, you'd actually have something to say. Because right now, the far majority of opinions in this room are predicated on headlines they read somewhere and or the financial vested interest of what they're currently selling. Thank you. As we end today's podcast, I wanna give a huge shout out to the people, you know, it's so funny, people that leave reviews and written reviews of this podcast on Apple, Spotify, and all the other platforms just mean the world to me. You've taken an extra 13 to 95 seconds to show love and also give context to people of why this is a worthwhile podcast. So I appreciate that so much. And even more fun, because uh, I think we all love a little cosign or a shout out or a little awareness, uh, I'm gonna have the team give a couple of shout outs uh, daily on uh, our favorite reviews. So Dean, take it away. Which were our favorites this week? Thanks, Gary. Today's reviews, best podcast for any human, and Gary Vaynerchuk will change your life without exemptions, right? No matter what your business or social media presence is, this podcast will help you achieve life. Yes, life. There hasn't been one episode that I haven't taken one thing from. Sometimes you learn a little, and sometimes you learn a lot, but you're always learning. Thanks, Gary, for being the man. And secondly, he was gifted with common sense we all need to remember every day. He reminds you that you're the driver of your own life and not those who throw unsolicited opinions at you. You can't listen to this podcast and not get up and do something about your goals. In only two weeks, I started associating his voice with an accountability and support system. I'm glad you came across this podcast and hope you give it a chance. You won't regret it. Thank you both so much for writing in. And remember, keep leaving reviews because yours could be next.